okay, it's still recording. Hey, what's good, Divine Dolls? I hope all is well. I just woke up from a much-needed nap. O-M-G. So hopefully it's not a problem falling asleep later tonight. But um, I wanted to just chit-chat a little bit. Uh, One of the content creators I, I listened to, she's talking about... It, it was a really good uh, review of an article. And it was talking about how um, mothers in particular... So I need to work on the title... Um, to make sure I get the message across, but one of the, the, the costs that mothers consider is, do I want to work because most of it is going to go towards childcare versus just staying at home to save on childcare? And, um, as I'm, you know, re-immersing myself into insurance, I like to think of different scenarios, something for you to consider, what what's going to be useful for you and i remember saying you know if i were a single mother one of the things i would try to do or 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 even because it can get a little bit pricey and i'm going to tell you why um if you if you do a term uh policy and this is just me you know kind of just troubleshooting i still have to go to boot camp and all this stuff and learn everything has changed so much so take it with a grain of salt but i just want you to hear my thought process right if you got a term insurance those do serve a purpose one of the um i reached out to one of my mentors to ask them a little bit more about the profile of a person that would want to use term insurance because i don't understand that but the thing is term insurance policies are much cheaper the only thing is there's no cash value on it this is the reason i prefer like the iul or the whole whole life policy but um one of the things i said is if i was a working mother i would make sure that i was working enough to at least cover my monthly premium payments for an iul part of the reason people say that they have a problem or it's a con for the iul is because the premiums can be on the higher end but I think in the grander scheme of things, what you're looking at is if you're if you're not working as many hours or you take off like two out two years per child every two years you take off, um, off of work for childcare, you're reducing your retirement contribution by a good thirty thousand. So if you're staying home longer, oh, or you're out of the workforce for two, four, and six years to stay home with the kids. You have now put yourself in a position where your contributions to your requi- your retirement fund are is um like sixty thousand below, right? And I like to give you kind of numbers to kind of ha- give you benchmarks. So, Bruno, <laughs> to give you benchmarks. So the average person. Um, has $250,000 in their retirement account at the time they retire. Um, and knowing what I know now, you know, in terms of how much people are using for in-home care, long-term care, um, it can be pretty pricey. If you want to have a good place to to stay, if you're not staying with your kids, you know, um, and you want a nurse to come in and make sure that they are checking on you, cooking your meals and and helping you around the house for the rest of your life you're looking at there are benefits that are available up to 20,000 you can obviously opt for less 
close to 5000 or 10000 a month to be on the safe side. But it is pricey and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 30 years, that's about the the um, range that we're looking at just with inflation and everything and, and cost of nursing and nurse shortages and limited facilities and everything whatnot. Um, and it was so interesting too, because this is also the same content creator that had shared the, the one that really got me pissed off about how, well, several, she shared several stories about how children will say, well, I don't want to take care of my mom and I don't want to take care of my parents. And it's a burden, you know, um, why do they expect me to, to take care of my my parents, like they should have been able to provide for themselves. So I would say something to possibly consider as a strategy is like the premiums could be a little bit higher for the IUL, but here's why I like it. They tend to be paired with what's considered living benefits. Living benefits have the long-term care, in-home care, and then the third one is um, international care. But I, I think most people for the most part, but you never know. You never know. If you don't need it, obviously don't get it. But but the, the provisions are there. The reason I like it is because you never know. There, there are so many other things you can prepare for too. Like um, if something happens to your spouse, the mortgage will be taken care of. Um, or or if they are a business owner or then there's income protection. Insurance policies too, but... What I'm saying is, in the grander scheme of things, um, paying that premium, your kids are going to grow up, they're going to go to college, you possibly could use that money to pay for, for college tuition for your child, for your children. And I think that family planning is so important. I think that it's unfortunate that we don't really have financial literacy in the curriculums. I know that they recently added it, I want to say within the last two to three years in the state of California. Um, And I haven't had a chance to look at the curriculum, but in part of family planning that when you start to figure out that, let's say you're, you're, and I like to use the numbers, like uh, the policy for like a million dollars, right? By the time you take out, let's say for a good, for oof, 20, 20, let's say 20000 a year for four years for undergraduate, at least to get them on, through undergraduate school, right? You're looking at 80000 close to 100000 with room and board and books and everything. Let's say, uh, yeah, let's say about a good $100,000 um, for just one child, right? But at least you have that without getting penalized for paying for that, uh, with, um, without, for what? You don't get penalized for withdrawing, and if you're unable to put it back into the into the cash policy amount. But let's say you have that as a safety net. So your kids grow up, they go to college, can work their way through college. The day and time is going to come when you're going to have to make sure that you have a roof over your head, right? That you have a place to retire, and that you have, you know, something to help with the nursing aspect of things and to help around the house and to help you get your groceries and assisted living type of situation. And so then that is where you'll start to see, you know, how, you know, so 
you probably won't get as much poured into your retirement account, but I feel like you'll get so much more, um, so much more value from putting into something like that. And I, and there was one other thing I wanted to say too. I've also mentioned the benefits about that is that you can use it as collateral when you're taking out a loan for a house or for a car. And so when you have used that instrument as as a collateral, then you can, um, usually they will quote you a lower insurance rate because the, uh, not uh, interest rate because you don't come across as much risk. They know that you, you have something to fall back on. And type of thing. So there's things I'm still learning. Um, I have little questions I have in my notebooks to ask, you know, and understand things a little bit more. But that's probably how I think I would try to play. And again, that's why I think family planning is so important because something to just consider. Um, and the cool thing too is depending on obviously how your your stuff is set up. Even when you use that and even when you have your long-term care, there will still be left, you know, some money for your for your child or children. One of the, the scenarios I saw was like the person was, um, I don't remember like the number of, but obviously it's going to be different. Like if you don't pay your premiums, it starts to take off from your cash policy, but from your, um, from your cash um cash amount but I feel like um even I think I was talking about like it would leave about 238,000 on average right obviously if you have something for 500,000 or um 100,000 then it would it it would be lesser or just completely kind of cancel out but I feel like um if you split that into two or three or four kids it's still a nice healthy chunk and you will have had conversations with them I mean, I like I've said before, you can take um, as simple as $500 and change your life, right? With the right instruments and stuff, you can ch- take something like five or $10,000 and be able to convert it into something that will change the trajectory of your life for forever. So don't feel guilty about leaving too much behind too. Because especially if you're if you're starting to teach them, you know, different ways and or, you know, like even I, I have to revisit what I was thinking. I'm going to get off here. Remember, I told you it was so cool how I found out that um, I'm in in a group where they buy Google ads. And one of the, the ladies on there mentioned like, oh, I'm just going to use my my um, my policy um, to take out a hundred thousand dollars and buy two hundred units worth of, um, two hundred units worth of Google ads, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I can do that, and that would definitely boost the income for me and my family. But I feel like because of some of like, for example, a lot of you know, I'm planning my car. They just texted me earlier today. They it's all washed and pretty and ready for me to pick up. But my ride um, had left the house like half an hour before they sent me the stuff and they're not going to be here until tomorrow. So I'm going to get my car, get the mileage. I already have the VIN and uh, license number. I'm going to sell my car and then use that to buy um, some Google ads. So that will give me 
um, because it it was in basically two accidents. Um, somebody had rear-ended me on the freeway. And then I think the one where my neighbor slammed into my car while it was parked will count as accident number two. So it won't be the twenty close to 20000 I was thinking of. But still, it doesn't matter because the car is a depreciating asset. So me converting it into something that's going to give me monthly payments of anywhere between, let's say, thirty-five to five thousand thirty-five hundred to five thousand dollars a month if i combine what they pay me for the rental that's a recurring payment you know and I, like i've said that will help me pay um one of the things i looked forward to was helping my parents pay for their mortgage not that they need it y'all they have multiple properties and several like hundreds hundred acres over in in another place two other properties in in you know and that type of thing. So plus, plus the ones out here. So they're, they're fine. But I've always that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and so to be quite honest, I don't even though I, uh, I could start to pull into that as early as six months. I'm using it as a backup plan. And it's always there in case all my other things fall through. Um but but the option is 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 still there right the option is still there but um for those of you who kind of know i i'm still waiting for my new gen coin or my coins to sell um and so that's something that's coming i guess sooner than later and so if that if and when that that is um officially transferred into my account I would prefer to use the new gen coins that I bought or I keep saying, but um, the coins that I bought and then um, buy the Google ads with that. And then now I don't have to touch my policy. Right. But I will definitely use it for as collateral. But it's just something for you to kind of think about. Um, I really, really love that we're having these conversations. Um, and like I said, I'll just continue to kind of. Uh, um try to give you the best kind of scenarios. I know one of the ones that uh, I need to want to revisit is the importance of the irrevocable beneficiary, especially if you're a starter wife, like make sure that you, you know, you put your time in, if they get remarried again and have children on the outside or thing that regardless of, of, of falling out, you're irrevocably the beneficiary and the only way they can change anything on there is if they get your signature. So these things are important. These things matter. And I think that the biggest part is a lot of us, including like my family, I'm so proud of my parents. It's been a learning curve type of a thing. And so it's things like, I don't, think I will ever have to necessarily depend on them, but I'm using them so that my my niece and my godkids will definitely not have to um, be overextended the way that that we were. And that's supposed that's the way that that it's supposed to be. That's how generational um, wealth is supposed to be. But again, one of the things I do love about what I learned about the IUL is that Usually, and, and it can be a little bit selfish. Usually when we thought about insurance, it's kind of like, I'm out here busting my ass. I'm working hard and I'm not going to see a red penny. Let's, let's just be legit. And so it makes you kind of want to be like, you know what? I had to figure stuff out. They'll figure stuff out. I just, I don't have it. But with the, um, which is what tends to happen with term, right? 
Um, and, and it, and it does leave the, the kids or your, you know, beneficiaries stuff behind. But with this one, you can get some money to, to take care of yourself. Make sure you have your down payment for a roof over your head or, um, and, and to take care of you, like in the event that you have cancer, stroke, or, um, or heart attack, right? And or things like, like I said, home, home care. And, and there's so many things, so many beautiful aspects of it, y'all. And um, it's just kind of like, like the same thing you would do for your, your car insurance. In fact, that's part of the reason my car was able to get fixed. My neighbor, he had to pony up his um, insurance thing. The only thing is insurance only covered the first 30 days for the rental. So I know he has to be happy that, um, <laughs> what is today? Today is the, I want to say the 24th. In either event, it's been a good close to 60 days. So, um, if not, cause that was, yeah. So, but anyways, um, just wanted to share that. I'm going to go drink my apple juice with some turmeric in there instead of having to do some hot tea. And I already took my vitamins, my supplements, and um, I already did some stuff around the house. I feel like, I don't know if some people have done adult coloring, but that is so relaxing. I bought some new uh, markers to to do some of the shading in and stuff like that to, I don't know, I just felt like in the mood to do that since I have a little bit of free time. And then tomorrow, well, yeah, tomorrow I have to go pick up my car. And then um, I also have my, my niece has track and field. Super excited to go out there. I already told you all the stories about like every time she um wins or make a shot or something, like when she's playing basketball or doing the track and field, I'm just like, they're cheering her on and, so proud of her and it's so good to see her self-esteem start to blossom and I tell her every once in a while like every couple of months I'm like I hope that you remember all of the you know positive things like always play that positive voice in your head and I always want to remember her like auntie cheering for her and you know if and when it's my time to be an ancestor like I when I tell you I will avenge for this girl my my, my niece is not for play play don't do it. I will come and snatch every single edge. I will take more than your edges. Like, just don't do it. <laughs> you know, but just this idea of like, always cheering for her now and and in, you know, what some people would consider to be the afterlife. Just always, I want to hear her that voice. Like, I remember when I was in the field and, you know, I was second guessing myself and my auntie was cheering for me and pushing me and, and encouraging me to do my best and you know, that I'm rooting for her. So that is part of the beauty of passive income lifestyle. It's not about, you know, and it's funny, there's a quote that says it, the, the poorest people are the ones that are quick to tell you that money doesn't matter. Because if I was still working my nine to five and or, you know, working real estate, um, the insurance, I like it. I think I can work it from home or as I'm going out and about, but I'm still kind of testing the waters a little bit. Um, but the joy, the beauty of passive income is I can spend time with my family, right? 
if she needs things, it's nice to be able to be like, oh, okay, I just, I, I got it. I'll send it to you. I'll order it and it'll go to your house. If you need anything, we'll stop by the grocery store and we'll, we'll get it. You know, not spoiled or anything like that, but just the, the, and spending those precious moments and being able to take pictures and video and cheering her on and being there for her and, and being involved in, 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 in her life, right? Looking forward to doing that even more so with my God kids in the time to come, right? And that that is the beauty of, of setting yourself up to become a person who is financially um, stable, right? So that that's my chit-chat uh, money talks for today. Until the next one, bye! One more teeny tiny thing too, because I um when I did the this is about maybe <laughs> like maybe ten or fifteen minutes have passed since I've done the recording, and I remember how I did the title, and it was titled, um, "Is it worth it for moms to continue working so that they can get re- retirement benefits, and um, can paying monthly um insurance make a difference?" And so, I hope that when I use those numbers. You you had a better idea of what some of the benchmarks are. So the average person retires with $250,000, which is not a lot these days, especially if you're looking at, let's just say on the, on the conservative side, $5,000 a month in for long-term care. And we're living longer. And this is part of the reason I push um, health and wealth, because if we're living longer and we're, we're living healthier, then... You know, now we're looking at, you know, back in the days when people would retire for both men and women within five to 10 years of retiring, you're gone. Now people are living up until their 80s, their 90s, right? Late into their 90s. And another important thing, too, that I'll slip in here, too, is if you if you do decide to get a insurance policy that is contingent on you getting your health report, this is why you're your health is so important. Like even the things that we studied yesterday, like the astenothenex or whatever, um, that one helps you with like with your cholesterol, your HDL levels, your, you know, so you want to take care of things that help you with your blood pressure, so on and so forth. All of these things matter and they go hand in hand. But when you're looking at, um, and then I talked about how $250,000, if you parcel that out, let me just do the math real quick here. Let's say, let's just assume that everything goes, you know, hunky-dory and, you know, your husband or, or whatever, you, you're able to pay for a roof over your head. Because most of this is geared towards, like, whether a mom should stay at home to take care of the kids and or tap out for, for two to six years, <gasps> remove herself from the, from the workforce. So if you're looking at $250,000, which is on the high end, too. Because the job I was at, I, I, when I was set to retire, I wouldn't have had nearly anywhere close to that. So this is just ballpark figure. So 250, let's say divided by, divided by, let's do 20 years, 20 years. That would come out to $12,000 a month, you guys. That's barely like $1,000 a month. So can you imagine parceling out $1,000 a month for 20 years if you have that? Now, 
if you have a million dollar policy and there's cash value on that, that's going to push you way over the threshold of $250,000 to work with. But my hope would be that you use it for things that are going to give you recurring passive income as well so that you're not having to dip into that. And then you're protecting yourself from having to come out of pocket for getting a nurse to come in and take care of you or help you with things around the house, which you will need, but you you will hopefully have used some of that money, let it compound, you know, between the time that you need it. Um, and when it's time for you to, you know, retire, retire and or need long term care, that you can default it. And then because most, you know, I, I imagine that the maternal side of you is going to want to leave something for your children. Um, then you have that much more cash value left for your family, but it's there if you need it. You know, I remember, I, I couldn't tell you how many times like, uh, my grand aunt, she was out by, um, like Watts Compton area and, all these women who were educated, professional, um, married at some point, kids. She she was married but didn't have kids. Her husband passed away early and stuff, and she had the house. But you think back then, you know, at the time, it's a new house. It's brand new and it's spacious. But over time, things take a toll. You have to fix the roof, fix the floor, you know, plumbing issues and whatnot. And so... You know, um, you want to be able to at least afford yourself things to, you know, what if you have to add a ramp to get up, you know, to your from from the from the driveway up into your into your home and take out the carpet and make hardwood floors and open the door, open the width of the doors so that you can move the wheelchair around and expand the bathroom so that they can your caretaker can give you a bath and or shower Right. Um, and even have a little room or compartment area for the nurse to sleep if they're staying overnight. All of those things are added expenses that you don't even think about. And that's assuming that you have um, your own house, you know, that your mortgage is paid of uh, for at least a two, three bedroom house, um, two, three bedroom, two bath house. Right. <clears throat> But in a lot of instances, what will what will end up happening too, and this is so important, is because a lot of us, the majority of, of the population of us are, are renting. So not only are you paying twice as much for rent um, than you would for a mortgage, okay? So once you once you can get the premium and get get the down payment from your cash policy to get into a house, you have cut your out-of-pocket expenses by almost by half in some instances because now you're paying a mortgage. Now your house is building up equity. Now you can even take out, worst-case scenario, a HELOC or home equity line of credit on your house, you know, to put the kids through school or to, you know, kind of do a reverse mortgage. Um, if you wanted to, um, you could pay off your, your house and then have that as a backup worst case scenario if your kids are like we're not taking care of mama whatever da 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 but you have taken to where you're you're going to have to pay for somewhere to live anyways so are you going to pay double for rent or are you going to pay you know a smaller amount for your for your mortgage then you're like F it I'm not leaving this house for these kids I will just do a reverse reverse mortgage and so if your house is like 
350,000, 450,000, 500,000, you know, depending on where your, your house is at. Now you can live off of that. They just um, amortize or take off the value of your house. And, and it, that helps to ease some of the, the burden, right? And so, but the difference would be the difference between accruing close to, and so remember, so 250000 is what the average person has in their account, meaning it could be more, it could be less. But if you take off, let's say, let's say you have three kids. So let's take off, um, and I think she said it was like 30000 for each child. So if you subtract 90000 that would have gone into your account when you have, because you're taking off two years for each child. And so that would be three, um, six years for a total of 90,000 less in your, in your account. You'd only have 160,000 in your, in your, um, retirement account, right? So you kind of hear that the thought process. So it's like, that's why I kind of feel like if you did have, you know, if you did kind of squirrel away money to where you had put it towards your insurance, you would get a greater bang for your buck than trying to wait on Social Security benefits. Even if you're working part time, you're not going to get nearly as much, you know, but if you're paying your, your premiums, then now you can offset some of the housing expenses and now you have cash value for any emergencies you might need. Oh, this was the other thing I was trying to say about the um, most people rent. And another phenomenon that I noticed, too, was, you know, you, same thing. You'll have women who have been renting for years and years and years. So they don't have property. They don't own a property that they can sell or reverse mortgage, you know, or or anything that has value in it. And so what ends up happening, you saw this a lot with the pandemic, I think the pandemic made it more aware, but I'm sure this has been happening for years, for like decades, that new landlord or something happens or, you know, like the, the place becomes so dilapidated that the rent that you used to pay back then of like 250 a month or 500 a month or... 1800 a month and, and rent is even higher now that when when they start increasing it by 3% every year, 5% every year. And I think that it's going to be more like that. I think the pandemic taught a lot of people, especially like homegrown landlords, you know, a lot of them try to do the Christian thing and say, well, I'm doing this to make a difference for them too. Um, it's different between corporate landlords. Corporate landlords are always going to be making sure every two and three years that they can raise the tax, the rate, the rent, they're going to do that. Um, and so even now more family owned are going to be like, well, let's do the one year lease. I have to increase it so that I can continue to maintain the property. And some people will retire with little to no retirement fund. And then it just you go from paying like 1500 for your rent and now they're asking you for 2100 how is that how are those senior citizens supposed to come up with that price gap with that price difference they don't have additional income their social security hasn't increased and it's not going to increase nearly that much i mean if they're already living from hand to mouth as it is 
you know, even if they raise the rent to two, three hundred dollars, how are you going to come up with an additional two to three hundred dollars more per month? So now you're facing going, getting, becoming homeless, being put out on the street. And so this is about just kind of like figuring out, you know, little things here and there. And this is how my mind works, y'all. I always like to troubleshoot things, like to think about if this and that, if this and that. And, and that's kind of what has gotten me to where I'm at now. I do a lot of if that, if, if this, then that, if, you know, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to squirrel away a little bit of money here and then I'm going to take some of that money. I'm going to put it into this. I'm going to put it into this. And if that doesn't work, then I can do this. And then if that doesn't work, I can do this. And so this is just the beginning, but this is how my mind works. And I love the idea of just squirreling away, diversifying my options and creating a little bit of a security blanket for myself and kind of helping kind of put that thought process into the minds of women, right? Um, and I'll say people, but you know, I majority and I'm happy with this majority of my my content people, my audiences are women, so and I like it that way. <laughs> hey booze. All right, so I think I got everything out um and I think I tied up a lot of loose ends that I didn't quite cover. And I had just woken up, but I knew I wanted to address it when I saw the the video early this morning. So it was on my mind. And so I woke up, just pressed record, recorded what I need to. And you could hear I was a little bit kind of like still waking up and couldn't remember things like cash value and and whatnot. But but I'm I'm back. I'm back. So <laughs> all right, y'all. I hope that that was helpful. Until the next one. Bye.